welcome to the Gregory Digout Podcast. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Moments. And I really want to take advantage of the moments that we have together. One of the things that I really want to do is pray, obviously, for those that are in America and those that obviously are around the world are seeing and witnessing and experiencing unrest. And we are we believe in the peace of God. We believe in the peace of God ruling and reigning in our lives individually and in our cities and in our nation. And so we're going to start with a moment of prayer. And I want to really appeal to everybody that we really do have the answer. We really do have the solution. The solution to the world's problems is Jesus. The solution to Christians problems is love. And we really need to rise up and be the church. The Bible says the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. How can how can anything prevail if if hell cannot prevail against the church, then nothing can. And we need to understand that, that as the church of Jesus Christ, we will never achieve the goal of world evangelism and world peace without the gospel and we'll never uh, we'll never reach that place of peace through society's methods and politics. Never. We're just not going to get there like that. We never have. This world has never had peace politically. It's always been divisions. There always will be in this world. There will always be tribulation. There will always be unrest. There will always be disruptions. There will always be disturbances. And we have got to decide as a church and as a as believers. I get it. We, we all need to decide as human beings to treat one another fairly. Right. The golden rule really does rule that um, treat people the way you'd want to be treated. But people without Jesus really don't live like that. And people oftentimes with Jesus don't live like that. So, boy, we have got to believe God that the true sons and daughters of God, which means we're not just children of God. When when you're born again, you're a child of God. But sons and daughters of God are believers who are mature and they handle situations and they handle conflicts with calm and they handle conflicts with peace and they handle conflicts with wisdom. And that's going to be my prayer to start us out with today, if that's okay with you guys, that we're going to lead with calm. We're going to lead with peace. We're going to lead with wisdom. That's how leaders lead. And that's how we as the church need to be. I got no political agenda this year, last year, next year. It's all the same to me. I believe that there are good things in both political positions. I believe there are bad things. And unfortunately, the bad things have overtaken the good things. So let's believe right now together and let's find unity in the body of Christ. Let's find unity in this moment of prayer and let's use this to spread it. Okay, there really is power when we pray. There really is power. Okay, let's not underestimate how powerful prayer really is. Father, thank you for 
a calm to come over our nation once again. We pray for a calm to come over America, for a calm to come over Washington, D.C., for a calm to come over the divisions that exist. We bind the spirits of darkness that create division, the spirits of hate that create division, the spirits of violence that create division. We bind those those forces in Jesus name. And Father, you said if we lack wisdom to ask of you. So we ask you for wisdom today. We ask to give we ask you to give wisdom to our law enforcement agencies, to the powers and the forces that direct our law enforcement agencies. We speak peace over them. We speak wisdom over them and we speak calm over them. We pray for the spirit and mantle of leadership to come upon the people that are in positions of power. And we pray, Father, that just as you said in first Timothy to pray for all men that there would and those that are lead and those that are in positions of power to pray for them, that there would be peace and that we would lead a peaceable, tranquil life in all godliness. We set the thermostat of this nation on tranquility. We set the thermostat of this nation on wisdom. We set the thermostat of this nation on peace. We set the thermostat of this nation on rest for the for the unrest. We speak rest for the violence. We speak calm for the anxiety and the worry. We speak peace for the hate where there's racism, where there's hate, where there's anger on any side from any political power. We speak unity. We speak equality. We speak deliverance. From all the forms of false superiority and inferiority, we declare peace and calm comes over this land. We thank you, Father, that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church and we unite as a church. We set aside differences. We thank you, Lord, that differences are not divisions. We set aside whatever anybody feels different about. We unify around peace, wisdom and calm coming over this nation, not just today, but that this year would take a turn through the power of prayer, through the power of our words, through the power of your presence. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your liberty. We thank you for your peace. We thank you that you are the wonderful counselor. Thank you that you are the God of all might. Thank you that you comfort, you heal. And we declare, Father, peace reigns. Peace reigns. We won't be moved by extremists and violence. We're moved by faith, by love, and we move this world towards calm in Jesus name. Amen. Well, the Bible says when the righteous lead, there's peace in the land. You know, we're going to take a moment and we're going to worship God because Paul and Silas were in prison. And what did they do? They prayed 
and they worshiped. They prayed and they worshiped. They sang praise to God. And I know there's a lot of people hurting right now, but I want to I want to speak a word to you. And I want you to know and hear this Isaiah chapter 42. And this is what we need to trust and expect. Verse three of Isaiah 42. He says, I've bathed him with my spirit, talking about Jesus, my life and the church. I've bathed him, the church and Jesus with my spirit, my life. He'll set everything right among the nations. He won't call attention to what he does with loud speeches or gaudy parades. He won't brush aside. He won't brush aside the bruised and the hurt and he won't disregard the small. And the insignificant. But he will steadily and firmly set things right. He won't tire out and quit. He won't be stopped until he's finished his work to set things right on Earth. You know, this really became a theme for us. This passage of scripture became a theme for us back in April or May when violence uh, hit our country, sideswiped us after Corona and the injustice, the inequality came to the surface so we could deal with this thing. And you know what? Honestly, guys, we haven't dealt with it and we need to. We need to do better at dealing with the inequalities in this nation, in this world. But none of that's going to happen through the power of the flesh, the flesh is full of anger. Flesh is full of hate. God's way is the way of peace. God's way is love. And the church needs to lead. And frankly, we got we still have too much division in the body of Christ. I don't and I don't mean to be negative here today, but I want you to understand that we have power to do something about what's happening in our society, in our culture, the division that's getting greater and greater. It doesn't come from one man. It doesn't come from one position. It doesn't come from one party. It comes from forces and spiritual forces behind those things, behind people. It's not the people. It's the spirits. It's the spirits that work behind people, demonic influence in people's lives and in their thinking. I think you can pretty much have any political position and still have love. I think you can have any political position and still have kindness. I think you can have any political position and still have empathy. So I want to appeal to our church and those that are hearing the sound of my voice is that we need to be the people that live above negativity and we pull people out from it, that we live above hate and we pull people out from it, that we live above anger and we pull people out from it. You know, I got to tell you, just in this moment of hopefully being led by the spirit of God. All hate. All hate. Starts with self hate. All hate starts with self hate, just like, frankly, all love starts with loving self not loving self in a selfish way, but loving self in a way that is a reflection of God's love for us. See, we have God's love for us. 
That's where love begins. God so loved that he gave. Love starts with us, gang. Love starts from God to us. We're the objects of his love. You're the apple of his eye. You're the you. You are the reason Jesus came, not because you're the bad sinner that Jesus had to come and clean up your mess. No, you're the object of his love. That's why he came to the earth to deal with the sin that was dividing us from God. You see, it was not Jesus came because you were such you were so bad. He came because he loves you so much. He came because God loves you so much. God loves me so much. He came for that. That's why he came. And so we got love that comes from God. Then that love needs to be incorporated into our personal lives. We've got to love ourselves because God loves us. Don't love myself because I'm six foot something. I don't love myself. I know some of you think I'm shorter than that, but I'm actually at least I used to be six feet tall. I think after you get past a certain age, maybe you shrink a little. I don't know. But you know what? I'm not I don't love myself because of the color of my skin. I don't love myself because of my eyes or I like my hair. But I do like myself because I love myself because God loves me. God loves you in any color you're in. God loves you any height, any width, any length, any depth, whatever is happening in your life. Love has got to be the overriding theme of your life. It's like everybody has a brand, you know, in businesses and everybody on social media, everybody has a brand. Our brand is love. Your brand needs to be love. Like love is king. Love never fails. God is love. So God loves me. Therefore, I love me, not in a selfish way, not in a prideful way. But now that I love me, I can love my neighbor as myself. I can't love my neighbor if I don't love myself. So where there is hate towards a neighbor, where there is hate towards a political party, where there is hate towards somebody on the other side, wherever there is hate, it's because it starts with self hate and where there's self hate. You will end up hating others, but you'll never see it because Satan disguises it so well that we we see people hating others and we think their hate is towards somebody else. That's only where it's aimed at somebody else. But it comes from hating ourself. If you hate yourself, you will hate your neighbor as the way you hate yourself, just like you will. You can only love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you love yourself very little because you think God loves you very little, then you will love people very little. If you love yourself a lot because God loves you a lot, you're going to love people a lot. And so guess what the problem is? The people that cause riots, the people that have hate. Back in the summer, back now, today, whichever political party, it comes from both sides of extremists. But what is truly going on underneath the surface is there really is an absence of people loving themselves. Like we tell people, love, love your neighbor, love your neighbor. But Jesus didn't say love your neighbor. It's not a sentence. Love your neighbor. The sentence is love your neighbor as yourself. That's the sentence. That's the that's what Jesus said. If you just try to love your neighbor, but you don't have love in, for yourself because God loves you, a healthy love for self, the hate spills out towards others. 
It's self hate, folks. I want to pray against that right now. And I'm just going to ask our team to just worship for a moment, just as we're just going to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. They're going to just they're going to just worship in their their instruments and worship with their with voices. And we're going to fill this place with with love. Love is love is what covers a multitude of sins. Love is what never fails. And it's the love of God that he has for us, Father, for everyone watching right now where there's seeds of self-hatred, roots of self-hatred, roots of inferiority, roots of feeling small, roots of feeling insignificant, roots of feeling disenfranchised, marginalized, whether these whether those whether that's in Americans, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, any nationality, any nation where there's hate towards self. God, let there be a torrent, let there be a tornado of agape love to flood each soul within the sound of my voice. Agape love, the love of God, the unconditional love, let it flood, let it flood, let it flood every soul in the sound of my voice and let it be contagious. I pray, Lord, for a for an outpouring, a manifestation, a a revelation, an awakening from within, an awakening from heaven, an awakening from earth, an awakening from within every human vessel where God dwells. The supernatural awareness and awakening of agape love would flood every soul in the name of Jesus. Lord, take the sword out of our hands today. Take the hate, take the anger, take the self-hatred, take the self-anger out of us, Lord. Heal us from our own self-hatred, heal us from what we don't like about ourselves. Heal us from what we don't like about humanity. Heal us from what we don't like about human flesh. Heal us. Jesus, you're the healer. You're the same yesterday, today and forever. We release healing right now. We release healing love to flood the souls. And the devil whispers, that's never going to do anything. Well, that's a lie. It is doing something right now. Somebody's getting healed right now. Somebody's awakening to the love of God right now. I promise you it's happening because I absolutely know that God answers my prayers. I absolutely 100 percent know it. He said he would. He said he hears me. He hears my cry. I love the Lord because he heard my cry. I want you to know I want you to see that scripture again in Isaiah 42. And I want you to see that and we'll come back to prayer in a moment, too. But he says he won't brush aside the bruised and the hurt. Boy, I think that there's a spirit of hurt and offense in this country and in this world, in humanity. It's not reserved for America, just sometimes shows up most in America. Shows up first in America, but so does a lot of solutions. 
So does a lot of healing show up first in America because it's meant to be a country that exports the good, that exports, that sends out to others the good, whether it's benevolence financially, whether it's missions. Do you know that America is still the number one leading nation of supporting missionaries around the world, that America supports. I heard statistics, something like between 80 and 90 percent of all the missionary work that goes on in the world is funded by America. So while there is some great injustices that our nation and inequality and divisions that hurt this country and that are very sad and very hard to hard to grasp the, you know, the depth of how painful that can be for so many people. At the same time, simultaneously, this is the most generous nation in the world. And I think it's I think putting things in perspective really will help to heal our cities, to heal our communities, because what is a nation? A nation is a group of people gathered around common values. What is a city? City is a collection of communities. What is a community? A collection of neighborhoods. What is a neighborhood? A collection of believers and churches and families. And so it starts with you. If one person will let God love them a little bit more today, like where man has failed you, let God heal you. Let God love you where man has hated you. Let God love that that space in you that felt hated or rejected or angered or offended by somebody. You might be offended by black men. You might be offended by white men. You might be offended. Who knows what we're offended by these days? Those are real issues. But what I want you to do is realize that. America isn't going to set this right. A politician isn't going to set this right. Politics can't set this stuff right. It says keep that verse up there for me, gang, Isaiah 42. He says he won't brush aside. God won't brush aside the bruised and the hurt. He won't disregard the small and insignificant, but he'll steadily and firmly set things right. There is only one name. He he will. I guess you got to say she too now that got the amens and the a woman's, which is nutty, right? But he, God, will steadily and firmly set things right. If we expect, uh, we should always vote, we should always work in the community, but we should not expect human beings to have the power outside of God at things right, because he's going to set everything right steadily and firmly. Nobody is going to be able to do that. Donald Trump, Joe Biden, whatever senators were elected today in Georgia, none of them are going to be able to set things right. They can make their contribution to it. Hopefully they'll make the right contribution to it. But we know man and power don't always mix unless man is yielded to the spirit 
of God and the spirit of love. But God, in defiance of man's destructive nature outside of Jesus, because man was destructive until Jesus redeemed them, Jesus redeemed us. Man in his God, in his supernatural power and wisdom and grace can more than make up for what man tries to destroy, what man tries to deploy. God is more powerful and our prayers give God access into the affairs of mankind. Our words, our prayers are the bridge between heaven and earth. And boy, if we don't get a hold of that, Elijah stopped the rain because a nation was oppressing the people of God. I just stopped the rain as he prayed and it did for three and a half years. Then he again and the heavens gave rain. Our prayers connect heaven to earth. And we got to get a hold of that. It's not length of prayer, it's strength of prayer. Okay. We don't have to pray day and I know pray without ceasing. That's a spirit. That's the spirit of it. In other words, on Monday, pray on Tuesday, pray, pray on all the days that end with why you can find a day that ends with why that's a day to pray. He means pray without ceasing. In other words, don't ever cease from deploying prayer as the spiritual weapon to bring heaven to earth. Don't cease using that that gift God's given us doesn't mean 24 hours a day. If you're not praying, you're disobeying. It means don't ever cease going to prayer. Don't ever cease employing prayer. Don't ever cease activating the power of prayer. You have a financial situation. Activate prayer to bring heaven to earth. You got a emotional situation. Activate prayer to bring heaven to earth. We got a political. We got political problems in our country, in our world. We got to deploy prayer. It's great. We vote, but it's always half and half, gang. What were these elections last night? Won by a few thousand votes one way or another, millions of people. And it was decided by a few hundred or a few thousand votes. We've got to wake up and realize political victory is not our goal because that leaves 50 percent of the people defeated. That's why we've got to live above it, got to live above it. Listen, what I what I witnessed today, what I witnessed last summer, what I've witnessed for decades in various times it has manifested in various times and where I have concern as a pastor of people. I'm not a pastor of Republicans or Democrats or pastor of people, not even just a pastor of Americans. We got global life changers global, right? But I just felt like I needed to spend some time explaining 
some of this to you and praying through some of this with you and just kind of get the engine revving and then we come back and pray and get the engine revving again and rev it up with prayer. But my point in saying that is my concern is that so many people have attached their peace to the wrong force. We have to locate our peace. We have to locate where are we attaching our peace to? If you attach your peace to a certain outcome of the election, like, look, I look at elections like sporting events nowadays, frankly, there's going to be one side that's really happy and one side that's not. So I cannot allow my mind or the minds of those who are trusting my voice in their life by the spirit of God through me cannot allow our minds to be divided like that. We can vote and we can be encouraged if our vote is on the winning side and we might be discouraged if our vote is on the losing side. But our true encouragement and our true peace is only going to come from what we believe. What we believe is going to determine our level of peace. Romans chapter 15, verse 13 says that that we have joy and peace through believing. God releases joy and peace through our believing. Philippians chapter four, verse six says, don't be anxious for anything, but in everything with prayer and petition, make your request known to God. Listen, you can make your request known to Congress. You can make your request known to the governor. You can make your request known to the president. But that is no guarantee of you finding peace. He said, but in everything with prayer and supplication or petition with thanksgivings, with thanksgiving, I wonder how many of us are praying with thanksgiving. We wonder why are we anxious? I'm praying all the time. But are you praying with thanksgiving? Are you thanking God in everything? Don't thank God for everything. I don't thank God for somebody being killed today. I don't thank God for people being hurt today. I don't thank God for people being killed and hurt every weekend in the city of Chicago. I don't I'm not thankful for those things, but I'm thankful in those things. I'm not thankful for the division in our nation politically, but I'm thankful in the midst of it. He said, let your He said, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. You see, there's nothing in this verse that says the peace of God is going to guard your heart because you've made your request known to the government. You should make your request known to the government and but do it peacefully. But that's not going to bring you peace. I'm sorry, Republicans having Republicans in office is not going to bring you true peace. Having Democrats in office, Democrats are not going to bring you to true peace. So let's be Christians first. Let's put this petty politics where it belongs. No human being is the source of your absence of peace. You've not made your request known to God enough to have the peace of God guard your heart and mind. No one else is going to guard your no. No one else is going to guarantee peace guarding your heart and mind. But God guarantees it. 
He guarantees it. When we pray, the cure for anxiety is praying with thanksgiving and making our requests known to God. You can make your request known to me. No guarantee of peace. Make your request known to, the, like I said, the political officials, no guarantee of peace. But making your request known to God guaranteed peace for you. You say, but that doesn't. Now you might say, OK, but that's going to bring me peace. I admit that, Pastor, I admit you're right. That's going to bring me peace. But what about my brothers and sisters that don't that aren't having that peace and they're not experiencing that? Well, they have to be personally responsible to operate in Philippians chapter four, verse six, also verse six and seven, because look at what verse seven says. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your heart and mind. Boy, can I just land here? You guys mind if I just kind of share a little bit more of this? If you guys we don't get a hold of how great jewels. We're going to lose our peace because you can't create peace on behalf until you have created personal peace yourself. And how does that peace come and the peace of God? Look at what he says in verse seven, which surpasses all comprehension, all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. When you're anxious, when there's unrest, when there's divisions, when there's injustice, when there's hatred, when there's anger, all those things create anxiety, all of those things. So what is the solution? Make your request known to God. And the peace with Thanksgiving, make your request known to God with Thanksgiving. And the peace of God, not just any peace, the peace of God will guard your hearts your minds in Christ Jesus. You know, this is just a, a different type of moments tonight, so I'm just going to go with this moment because I want you to. I want you to use this moment as an opportunity to be reminded that the changing of a calendar hasn't changed anything except what you write on a check now and forget you put 2020 still if you're writing checks, if you even write checks, people are going, what is a check? Um, but uh, the only thing that's changed is the date of a calendar. A new year does not change our nation. A new year doesn't change your life. But here's what does. Finally, brethren, verse eight, same passage of scripture. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, which we got to make sure we're 
getting our information from the right sources to know what's true. If you are basing your information on people that make money selling you information, it's a wrong place to seek for the truth. Truth comes from God's word and where where there's where love reigns, there's truth where peace reigns, there's truth. Whatever's true, what's true? What's true is the word of God is true. The love of God is true. Those are the things that are tried and true. We talk about something tried and true. That means it's real because it's been tested. It's been tried. It's true because it's passed the tests. We know it's true because it's passed the tests, right? And so the word of God passes the test. The love of God passes the tests. Politics don't pass the tests. Anger and hate don't pass the test. Whatever's true, whatever's honorable, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's of good report, if there be any excellence, if there be anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. You know, our problem is we're dwelling on everything that isn't pure. We're dwelling on everything that isn't honorable. We're dwelling on the things that aren't lovely. We're dwelling on the things that aren't right. We're dwelling on the things that aren't of good report, that aren't worthy of praise. The behavior of extreme people today, that wasn't worthy of praise. And it's both sides, gang. It's always going to be that way. There's going to be extremes on one side of the political spectrum and the other side. That's why we're not we're not in those ditches. We're not in those extremes. We're the body of Christ. We're the head and not the tail. We're above and not beneath. We don't pick sides. We pick top or bottom. We're either the head or in Christ. We're the head or we're the tail. And a lot of people act like the tail. A lot of people are jack tails. You get the picture. Don't be one of those. Act like the head and not the tail. Act like a leader. Not a butt. Act like. A son, a daughter of the Most High. You cannot. Try to project that upon everybody else if you don't have that first yourself. Hate doesn't. Doesn't stop hate. The great Martin Luther King Jr. said that love conquers hate. Hate can't conquer hate. Love. Love. I've, I've witnessed a lot of the absence of love. In this country, in our world. So no wonder God wants to get us back to the simplicity and purity of the gospel. Because the gospel brings peace. We just celebrated Christmas. Talking about the Prince of Peace, born of a virgin, singing about her on Silent Night, singing about him on Silent Night, singing about him on Holy Night. And man, we can't go six days and we're losing our peace again. Hey, you can't let the Prince of Peace just be the prince for a day. He needs to be the Prince of Peace and stay the Prince of Peace in our lives. And the way that Jesus 
brings peace in your life on a regular basis is for you to have your mind dwelling on the right things. When you have that peace from you making your request known to God, then you can start making your requests known to God on behalf of other people so that they might have peace. But they're going to have to at least adults are going to have to capture peace themselves. The Bible says as much as it has to do with you, be at peace with all men. You can't have every man be at peace with you. But the Bible says as much as it has to do with you, be at peace with all men. And there is a way that we can add peace to this earth. The Bible says that when a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. So now we've seen in the last 40 minutes several places that we can actually have peace. We can have peace through prayer. We can have peace through carrying ourselves as leaders and bringing calm wherever we go. We can have peace by what we attach ourselves to. Let's not attach ourselves. Let's not hitch our wagon to political parties. Let's hitch our wagon to the promises of God, the love of God. And we can have peace by the Bible says, where's that verse? It's in Proverbs, I think. 16, when a man's ways are pleasing, there it is, when a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord. Proverbs 16, 7, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. So here he's added another layer of peace. When a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, well, what what are our ways that please God? Faith without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we need to be walking in love brings peace, walking in the calm brings peace, walking in prayer, brings peace, walking in the giving of thanks, brings peace, walking in faith, because he says when your ways are pleasing to the Lord and we know that Paul defines pleasing the Lord as it that it's impossible to please the Lord without faith. Faith in what faith in Jesus, faith in what Jesus did for us, faith in God's love, faith in the promises of God. When a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, what pleases the Lord? Faith in what Jesus did, faith in his love, faith in his promises. He makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. This is a promise I want to encourage you to stand on. This is a promise I want to encourage you to expect. This is a promise I want you to realize that we can impact this world. Listen, you impact the world by being impacted first yourself. So we want to stop the anxiety in the world. We stop it in our own mind first. We stop it in our own life first. That's how we do this, gang. Now go back to that scripture in Isaiah 42, verse three. Look at what he says. Now, when we cast our care on him and when we make our request known to him, Isaiah 42, it says he'll set everything right among the nations in verse two. 
And it says he won't call attention to what he does with loud speeches and gaudy parades. That's politicians and even a lot of preachers. Loud speeches and gaudy parades won't bring healing to the hurting. When you when we start acting like this, Isaiah 42, verse three, he won't brush aside the bruised and the hurt. We can't just be dismissive. Say, well, you 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 need to think like I think we're forgetting everything we learned in 2020 when we start imposing. That everybody else needs to think like like we think or like you think or like I think. We have to have empathy. We have to deploy empathy. We have to continue to do what we've been doing, expecting the good, looking for the good, remembering the good and being the good, doing the good by being the good. Listen, we've got to realize God gave us the answers for 2021. He gave us the answers in 2020. Everything we need this year, God gave it to us last year. Well, really, he gave it to us in Christ and he gave it to us in his promises. But in this church, we zeroed in on how we want to reprioritize our lives. And everything we talked about in 2020. Is for this moment for us to bring peace to our 2021. So as for as much as it has to do with me, I I can't I can't bring peace on behalf of a Dem- the Democrats or Republicans. I can't I can't bring peace on behalf of politicians as as much as it has to do with me. I'm going to be at peace with all men. Now, look, if I do that and you do that, if I do that and you do that, now we got double the amount of peace in this world. If I do that and you do that, but the Bible says one can put a thousand to flight, but two can put 10,000 to flight. So it's not even just double. It's multiplied the impact that. When I as much as it has to do with me, I'm at peace with all men. And if you as much as it has to do with you to be at peace with all men, that starts multiplying. And if it only has to, if if all we can get is you and me to be the ones who have it, that's a good start. And you know what will happen? It'll start multiplying because one can put a thousand of flight and two can put 10,000 to flight. So guess what? There is power in you and me doing this. Well, I gave you some stuff today to to think about. Um, my heart directed me in a different way than what we had planned today. And I apologize to our team for taking your time and apologize, guys. Um, I really do. And but I I believe that we we've we've done what was assigned to us for tonight. If you'll take these four or five keys that I've given you to peace in Philippians four. Proverbs 16 and some of the other verses that we went over tonight. And of course, this one in Isaiah 42. In fact, the Lord just told me and, you know, usually we take up our offering on Wednesday night as well. If you want to give, give not receiving an offering, I'm I want us to 
give plant your seed if, as the Lord leads you plant that by all means. I mean, we're not going to turn it away. All right. We're not going to we're not going to kick your seed back, plant your seed. But this is a, a bigger moment than just a moment to give. It's in a moment to pray. It's a moment to obtain personal peace, individual peace that can then be linked to each other and to each other's peace. And doggone it, we can do this. Life changes people say I can't speak on behalf of the church down the street. I can't speak on behalf of the pastors down the street or down the road or down other cities or nations. I can only speak on behalf of your pastor, me uh, by the direction of the Holy Spirit, the best that I can. And I've given you some tools that God already gave you. I'm just alerting you to some of the tools that God gave us to have peace and to have equality. It's it's it can just start with us. It really can, because you know what? Look, it's not look. There's black and white Republicans, there's black and white Democrats. It's not color. It's, we have to choose what we believe based on what brings peace to our personal lives individually and to the, the general community around us. We got to not don't get caught up in the demonic warfare of division, dividing color, dividing us because of the side of the street we were born on or the color of our skin. Don't let Satan fan the flame on your hate or on hate, a seed of hate that was planted by somebody you didn't even you weren't even responsible for a seed of hate that got planted inside of you by what was done to you or what was done to your generation or a generation before you or multiple generations before you or before me. We're of a new bloodline, people. We're of the blood of Jesus. And we've got to like stick together around red, the blood of Jesus that was shed for each of us. So I want to close the way we opened with prayer. OK. And I want us to pray. And take authority. The Bible says whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. So we're going to take authority over the spirit of hatred, the spirit of division through the power of prayer. And we're starting in the house of God and in our own houses. Love your neighbor as yourself starts with the neighbor in your kitchen, like your family. And let it spread. And we're a church family. Let's let it spread in the name of Jesus. Come on, believe with me in the name of Jesus. Pray this with me. Say in the name of Jesus. I exercise my authority through the blood of Jesus. And I bind the forces of division against the church of Jesus Christ. I bind the forces of hate against the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. I bind the forces of racism and inequality and inferiority against the church of Jesus Christ. And I declare the gates of hell 
where all those things come from, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Say that, say the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. I'm a part of the solution. Say that I'm a part of the solution because I'm a part of God's church. I'm a part of the solution because I'm a part of God's family. Say that I'm a part of the solution because I'm a part of God's family. And I accept my brothers and sisters. No matter what. Color, age, gender, nationality or background that they're from. In Jesus name now. Before we go, before we close one last thing, if you've never received Jesus Christ as your savior and Lord, you know, the worst thing that could ever happen to anybody is not how they die. It's who they die with or without. When you die without Jesus, there's nothing to there's no cleansing of your sin. If you reject the gift that cleanses us of our sin, which is the blood of Jesus shed 2000 years ago. If you reject that, there's no sacrifice for your sins. You have to pay for your own sins. Eternity, eternity in hell. Jesus paid for it. Accept the gift. Pray this right now. Come on, let's accept the gift of salvation. If you never have before, say, Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose from the dead. I accept the forgiveness that comes from the blood of Jesus. I believe Jesus is my savior and my Lord. From now on, from this moment forward, I'm a child of God. Hey, everyone, we hope you enjoyed that powerful message. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast for more amazing messages like what you just heard. You can also search for Gregory Dickow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter for tons of great content throughout the week.